You can look and say, all right, I'm interested in a degree. You could look to see the value of it. So that could be the gauge for your return on the investment. So that way you're saying, OK, I'm making a good decision going into it, going, you know, going forward compared to I have a passion for this degree, but your passion for something would be the reason why you can't make progress in your life. Welcome to Corners and Conversations. My name is Jeremy Strickland and I'm your host. I am the founder of Just Contributor Support, better known as JCS. Our mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. The purpose of Corners and Conversations is to imagine yourself spending a pocket of time having a meaningful conversation. Corners and Conversations provide different things such as guests, perspectives, different topics of discussion, and introducing different ways for you to think about things. To ensure you are updated on the latest content, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or listen on our website. More about JCS can be found at jcsupport.org. J, the letter, C, the letter, and the word support.org. Stay tuned. Peace, family. How you doing? I'm Jeremy Strickland. Once again, your host with Corners and Conversations. I have a gentleman who is with me. He'll be the guest speaker, of course. We've deployed together. We've been through a couple of situations together, and we have learned a lot about life together. So, ladies and gentlemen, please, I bring to you Mr. Zach. So, for today's conversation, we're going to talk about college education, ladies and gentlemen. For a lot of people, you may be a first-time college student or the first generation to go to college, as a lot of people will put it. There's been a lot of debates about, should this be something that you do for yourself? What is the cost that goes with it? A lot of people, once they have that great experience, it's the student loan debt, and we're going to be able to expound on that today. As far as college, what would be your background and your experience that goes with it? In high school, I wasn't the best student. I believe that I had some issues with attention deficit disorder, and I wanted to go to college, but the further I progressed into high school, I realized that it probably wasn't going to be for me. I kind of realized that early on. But everybody around me was doing that. Everybody around me was going to college. And if you weren't going to college, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't the cool thing. It wasn't hip. It wasn't popular. So I graduated high school. I joined the military. I worked several odd jobs in between that. When I got home from my advanced individual training, for those of you listening who are in the military familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So when I got home from that, I tried, attempted to pursue college because I had a a benefit awarded to me by the military. Mm -hmm. So I tried that out and I still had to come out of pocket a little bit for that experience. And I struggled a lot Mm -hmm. and I dropped a class and I dropped another class. And then the next thing, you know, I was completely dropped out of of community college mm-hmm. and I entered the workforce and in oil and gas industry in 2013, we got our deployment to Kuwait. Right. Right. And so with that deployment came more lucrative benefits to mm-hmm. attending college. And I'm sure Jeremy will talk a little on that later. Oh, I'll explain. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, and I, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to hearing it mm-hmm. because you've truly not to get off topic too much, but Give you've it to truly, me. Man, you've truly capitalized on those benefits, and I'm extremely 
proud of you, man. But appreciate it. We'll we'll, we'll get to that later. So, right. um, I got home from Kuwait and I was awarded the post nine eleven GI Bill. We all were at a percentage, right, right, uh, if you will. And I was telling myself that you know I needed to give this another try. I didn't want to waste the benefit and. It was even more lucrative at the time because there was another uh, military benefit mm -hmm. in place, the Reserve Enlisted. Educational Assistance yeah, yeah. Program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way I looked at it is like I can literally get paid to go to college and I can do it online. I can get paid to do it while I'm working my job. I can make this work. And I don't know. My, my heart, I didn't think my heart was completely in it. And I also struggle with the same attention problems that I've, you know, aforementioned. And mm -hmm. I ended up kind of just putting it down, putting it on pause and pursued a uh, some technical certifications in go. the oil and gas industry. Best kept secret. And, <laughs> and um, you know, I don't want to get too far off from that because all this is going to come up later in the conversation i'm right, assuming right. so basically i took an alternative route a trade route if you will and i believe that you know i make an income that's comfortable and that's comparable to people that have four-year degrees right and the return on that investment right mm -hmm. and it's uh i don't know kind of just a shift in in the conversation it's not so much about whether college is the right decision for you personally based on goals you have or mm -hmm. the situation. I believe what we want to talk about is. Are you in the right mindset? Are you going to college correctly? <laughs> are you going to college correctly? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Before before we get to that, because there's some topics that are worth, the, excuse me, a conversation that's worth having, especially in today's climate. Right. So to give some context to it, the top 10 degrees is for engineering or pharmaceutical, you know, medical degrees, stuff like that. So when you look at the medium, the median income is from, let's say, 76,000 up to 100,000. And of course, there's some people have advanced degrees in that field, but that's the top 10, the hot degrees that I like to call them right now. And so when you look at the bottom 10, because this study took 162 different degrees, so 162 different <laughs> majors and looked at what is the, the salary range after obtaining these degrees. So some of them is a bachelor's and there's some that are advanced degrees as well. So at the bottom 10, you have things related to fine arts, which would be like music or photography, theatrical stuff, theater and all that as well. So a lot of people that they're spending a lot of money for these degrees, but the return on the investment is not that much. So for me, with my background, I went the psychology way. And so out of 162 different majors, I, I looked at mine, which is psychology, and it's ranked at 140. <laughs> so it's not one of the top performers, right? And the median income from that, which is the average salary, is $45,000 a year. So to put that into context, if somebody was to go the route that I went and I went bachelor's, well, excuse me, associates in route to the bachelor's. And then after next week, I will have my master's in psychology. The cost of that is almost $80,000. And that's online. That's, that's not, not the traditional. Flex. Right. That's the traditional. That's not a flex. That's online schooling. Right. And so for me, I had to hit an agenda 
the thing was, somebody in my family had to get a college degree. And so I have my I have two sisters that are older than me. And I was like, all right, you going to school. And then she dropped out. She went to the workforce. She had a child. So she, you know, became a mother taking care of her children. I said, all right, I have another sister older than me. Mama go to college. All right, baby. She didn't even start. <laughs> she had a baby. Let me be a mother, take care of my children. And so now it's my turn. I was like, mom, somebody got to get it. Somebody in this family has to get a degree. And that was the only thing I was focused on. And then Absolutely. I got the associates. Then I got the bachelor's. I was like, all right, I'm getting the master's. My little sister, she's, she will be having her bachelor's next year. But the difference in the conversation is student loan debt. And that's the killer for a lot of people. So imagine paying $80,000 total to get a possible return on the investment. And then you come to find out, oh, man, you'd be making $45,000 a year out the gate. So you're yeah. doing all of that. And that's about six to eight years of schooling to put it into context. So that's online schooling. That's not the grand scheme of things. That's not living on campus. That's not the meal plans. That's not the cost of all the other things associated with college. But just for the sake of you going to school online to accommodate you, $80,000 to compete with people to start off making 45000 a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you put that into context, a lot of people are like, you're stupid. Based on their perspective, they have a valid point. Now, for me, the flip side is I went to school because I got paid to go to school. That's the military benefits that go with it. So when right. I calculated how much I made off of going to school, I made $23,250 to date because of going to school. And I used that money to pay for the mortgage. <laughs> so there you go. So school was a legit side hustle for me that was tax free, right? Because this is the, right. the benefits that I'm getting paid for. And the, it only is one rule. You have to pass the class. That's it. If you pass the class, you don't have to pay the tuition for the class. So I was like, so instead of getting another job, I could just do this and get paid. Oh, all right. So that's what I did. I think an important thing to talk about here is, mm -hmm. I, I guess uh, the the biggest lesson that that I want to communicate to any of our you know youthful listeners that mm -hmm. we have is that what you did was a good thing and it was definitely okay and because you came out on the other side unscathed from all this, right? You have no bill for no, this no. the bill was covered and you had money in your pocket to do it right so my my message or our message that we're trying to get across is that i don't know how many of our listeners are, are from a military background oh thinking about it yeah thinking mm -hmm. about it so or thinking about it kind of let that be your driver like if you want to go to if you if you want to go to college and you know, you're not a naval architecture, marine engineering, <laughs> right? Nuclear engineering, pharmacy. Like if you if you're not at that level, you know, if you're honest enough with yourself and you know that you're probably not at that level, mm -hmm. but that you want to get a degree, you should. You know, if you're considering joining the military, you're in the military. I mean, it's totally. I don't want to sound like I'm giving permission, but it's, it's totally a, it's okay. It's an avenue. Yeah, it's an option. It's to, an avenue to be exposed to when you weigh the pros and cons. What we're trying to prevent or trying to help guide mm -hmm. here is that you don't want to go eighty thousand. It was eighty thousand for you to eighty thousand. Now, for some people, it's a hundred to one hundred and eighty thousand, depending on how long they're in, the type of school they went to, you know, or what type of field in a in certifications or licenses that 
they need to continue in that path. Exactly. You don't want to go into 80, 100, $200,000 in student loan debt to get a job where the statistics are showing you clearly that you're not even going to be making a third of what you invested in your first year at work. Yeah, you could get disrespectful. Like really disrespectful, like <laughs> like your student loans are a mortgage payment. That for, for a house the rest that you can't life. even live in. Exactly. Yeah, so that that's the interesting part. And for those who are, are interested in it as well, I will have a link to like in the show notes. If you look in the show notes, you'll be able to get that information as well. One of the big takeaways is like for the link that I'm gonna put in the show notes is that you can look and say, all right, I'm interested in a degree. You could look to see the value of it. So that could be the gauge for your return on the investment. So that way yeah. you're saying, okay, I'm making a good decision going into it, going, you know, going forward compared to I have a passion for this degree, but your passion for something would be the reason why you can't make progress in your life. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about the cost of it, but in 2019, right, 52% of students who had taken a student loan debt did not feel like it was worth it. So it's nice when you're in school because the way how it works is it's a, a government approved loan. So it doesn't matter the dollar amount because the government will put their what co-sign for you to get that loan. So a college is just giving that money to you, but they could charge whatever for the tuition. So that explains the high cost of tuition because the government backs the loan. It's exactly. harder for you to get a car or a line of credit, whatever it is that you're doing compared to going to school. <laughs> Because the government guarantees the school loan debt. They don't guarantee all the other loans that people will go to school with. So I want people to be mindful of that. So what's crazy is if you look at it right now, it's 2020. All right. So the amount of outstanding student loan debt in the United States has reached $1.6 trillion. That's $1.6 trillion with a T. We passed the B. But it's owed by a collective 44.7 million borrowers. That's people who borrowed the money. That's not people who completed school. That's not people who graduated, got into a career field and then making money. So there's no yeah. guarantee that you get the job just because you have the degree. The exactly. pretty much the degree is just the you met a requirement. That doesn't mean you have access to employment. So what are your thoughts on that when you look at the bar aspect? Because if I understand correctly, you borrowed some funds. All right, I'm going to go to school and it's possibly get a return on that investment. And then you realize, oh, wait, I have a passion elsewhere. So what is your take on that? So my take on that is that is a huge problem, obviously, statistically, you know, <laughs> what we're looking at. It's a huge problem for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the student loan, what's the word I'm looking for here? The student loan crisis that we're in mm -hmm. and the amount of money that an 18 year old kid have access get, to Jeez. have access to figuratively speaking, there's no cap on it. Like, right. I mean, you can't get a million dollars, but it's nothing for, you know, if you go to Tulane mm -hmm. and Tulane's like, that's a private school. They will, I mean, they'll straight up give you a student loan for a hundred thousand dollars without any question, no questions, just six months after you graduate, you got to pay it back or six months after right. you, you drop out, you got to pay it back. So, so like you were saying, the, the more money that that's awarded mm -hmm. and there's so many different things that factor into it. Right. So the more money that the government backs on student loans, the higher they can charge for tuition, the higher they can charge for tuition, 
inflation, mm-hmm. economy. I mean, we can we can we can hit this from every angle, man. Like, like going to school has became a profitable business for people who are involved in schooling, the education system. Exactly. So mm-hmm. then you then you get to a situation where these universities are offering these degrees in gender studies, gender studies, you know, just these different type of degrees. That's not, I'm not going to say dedicated towards getting your career, but these career paths that people are under the impression of obtaining, it's not a guarantee. And some of them, they virtually like don't exist. Honestly. True. I mean, you go to school for four years and you get a degree in general studies. What, what job are you going to get with that? It's proof that you went to school. That's what you paid for. Proof that you went to a college. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But what can you do with that? Well, generally speaking, <laughs> <laughs> you you will be looked at as a primary candidate to decline at a fast food restaurant because you're overqualified. You will be looked at as somebody who, okay, so you went to school. It's more so of the, what school did you go to? If you went to a credible college, then maybe it's worth something because it's the the name game. You know, where where did you graduate from in some career fields? Yeah. Now, I know somebody. Now, put it like this. I'm not saying she's the only example, but the last job I was with the Office of Juvenile Justice, somebody who worked there had a bachelor's degree in general studies. And so she'd been with the organization for six years. And I said, OK, what are you going to do with that? She said, I'm going to stay here for four more years. And I said, well, why? You, It doesn't look like you are fulfilling your dream when you went to college. She said, the reason why I'm with this job, because they're paying my student loans. And after 10 oh. years working with the state, they'll pay off the student loan. And I said, OK, well, why did you go to college? Now, this is her story. And it it made sense. She needed to get away from her environment. Right. So when you think of it, where can you get housing? Where can you get food? Where can you get, you know, away from your situation? She used college as the way out. So while she was in college, she lived in the dorm. She had the meal plan. And all she had to do is continue with the education. So what she obtained. But when you graduate from colleges, if you're not going back in six months, you have to start paying. And so she was like, I'm out of that that rough situation, but I need to get a job because in six months I got to start paying this back. And that was her way of doing it. So I was like, so you handcuff yourself. It's called the golden handcuffs is what it's called. So you went to a job. You're not happy with the job, but you don't want to leave it because this one thing. If I stay here for X amount of years, they'll pay it off. And I just was like, yeah, that's not how I thought about going to college. Yeah. But at the time it made sense to her. But now it's like she's paying for that decision, literally paying for it with her time. Yeah, and she's basically, yeah, like you said, golden handcuff mm-hmm. attached to that and doesn't want to be, and she's just there to to get it paid off, you know? Literally. So I was like, okay, if, if that's your plan out of it, well, you know what? Is military, that a state Is that a state plan? It's a state. It's her. Yeah, for every state employee. You do 10 years okay. at a state organization. It's like loan forgiveness. So you have to do the 10 years, then it will forgive the loan. Because I know that there's a lot of 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 reports of the the on a federal level, the student loan forgiveness. I've heard that the the acceptance rate is like less than a percent. And that's rolling that dice again. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's, it's a dice roll, man. I mean, 
you're putting your livelihood and your happiness in the hands of the government. But guess who guess who put you in the situation though when you think it's about funny, it? It's funny, it's cause they put you there. <laughs> so it's like yeah. the it's like they gave you the the sickness. And it's like, man, this is the sickness. They say, don't trip. We got the cure as well. <laughs> Either way, yeah. it's going to cost you. But hey, look, you made this decision. You got to own up to it. Yeah. But I like how you said it in the beginning. Somebody's, you know, they're, they're in their youth, 18, 19, or even in their early 20s. It's like, I don't have a lot of options. It's pushed, let's say, school route. You're in high school. It's like, well, what college are you going to? And then it becomes the, what do you identify with? So for some people, Louisiana, LSU fans all day. So let's say Louisiana, the, the school to be at is LSU. There's some other colleges, but Louisiana is an LSU state when you think yeah. about it like that. Well, I'm going to go to LSU, but you're going to pay LSU money. So you went to the, the school that everybody recognized, but now you're in debt for a school that everybody recognized. Yeah. So what is the alternative when you talk about you went to school and you got a trade, right? So the trade or certification route. You had went to like a technical college or was it just a, a program that you got into? They do offer a technical college program for what I what I started out doing. Mm -hmm. It's called non-destructive examination. And basically, it's literally what it's called. You're using non-destructive methods to inspect the integrity of piping and pressure vessels and mm -hmm. welds and so on and so forth. They offer they have a program at Baton Rouge Community College for it. Mm -hmm. also at river parish community college so yeah i mean and in a couple technical colleges in the area uh down there in louisiana and it's a very high in demand uh career field i took my courses through my company a lot of companies will train you right it, it, and it's kind of like you know being in debt to student loans like it's not it's not the same thing, but it's the same. It's it's the same concept. Like if you get trained by them and they certify you, you have to stay there. Your for certification, so long or right? Your mm -hmm. certifications are, are good with the company, and if you leave, you don't get them. That kind of thing. And then oh, so they hold the certification as hostage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's dirty. But you're not paying for it though. I that's mean, true. Yeah, yeah, it's free, and you're you being know? paid while you're doing it as well. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can't have it's, it all. Th that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you get that GI Bill, then you can have it all. Oh, we'll, we'll so talk on. more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, do do six years. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in high school or you're around that age and you're just you're kind of lost and, you know, looking for that next step in your life, you give yourself to your country for a few years, man, get some benefits Right. Experience something new. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that it's a cakewalk and that. But it's worthwhile. Everything, it's worthwhile, man. You're going to hate some people. You're going to love some people. You're going to get some good experiences out of it. You're going to get some terrible ones, but your college is going to be covered. But anyway, back to our mm -hmm. normal programming. My route. The right. certification so, or the trade. Yeah. yeah so I, I explained. <laughs> yeah. So. Progressing in my career, there's there's kind of like a fork in the road. After you've been doing this non-destructive examination for a while, you can basically there's generally two different paths that are taken. And there's what's called level three NDE, which is like advanced, an advanced version of what I was doing. Or you go through the American Petroleum Institute, which is what I went through. Okay. And they're the governing body of... You heard that American, huh? 
Oh, yeah. American Petroleum <laughs> Institute. So they're like the governing body over safety and inspection in the uh, petrochemical industry. Okay. And they're the, there's these exams, and you have to be – you have to meet this list of requirements. You either mm-hmm. have to have, you know, five years of experience in the industry or you have to have an engineering degree, so on and so forth. And not to talk about too much about what I do and bore people with that. My point is but I, you, you're giving them the full context of college is not the only route of obtaining a quality wage of living. Mm-hmm. Right, right. When I was coming up, if you weren't going to college, uh, something was wrong with you. Right. People were looking at you strange. and Your, your future in life is that, uncertain. <laughs> but you, you got to understand, like, if you're listening to the show, you got to understand that that is what got us where we are right now in our country. Yeah, that feedback student, loop from hell. That I'm telling you, man, with this student loan problem that we have right now, that's what got us here is sending kids to school that ain't got – See, no, I'm, you, always, I'm always afraid of offending people, <laughs> but college is not for everybody. It's it's not designed for everybody. I, it's not designed for everybody, man. Like I cannot be a neurosurgeon. I can't. No, nope. I don't have the I don't have the brain power for it. Right. I don't have the intelligence for that. I mm-hmm. can't. There's a lot of things in this world that I can't do. And there's a lot of things in this world that many of you listening, you can't do. It's not Correct. for everybody. And that's not what you're built for. That's not your purpose. You yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're not built that way. And this isn't meant to, you know, be discouraging or, you know, to scare people from going to college. It's just know what you're getting yourself into. Know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, Strickloh is going to release a bunch of show notes on here with links to valuable information. Oh, yeah. The, the receipts, as they call the receipts, it. man. <laughs> What's crazy is I'm going to give you the average salary and I'm going to give you my my input on it as well. The salary expected, this is on average based on the education level. So the, when it says median, but I'm going to say average, the average earnings for full-time workers 25 years and over, this is based on education attainment. So for those who graduated from high school, 28000 a year. Those with a bachelor's, 51000 those with a graduate's degree, 67000 So that's master's. And sometimes doctorate as well. To give you context on that, master's degree in psychology, the employment that the employment agency that I'm at now, mental health professional, $19 an hour. $19 an hour. So when you look at it, let's say we used to rewind and I was to take the student loan to go to school. That's $80,000 that I'm putting myself in the red not in the black, making money, in the red, owing money, right? And they say, all right, man, I see everything that you're doing. Congratulations. Your starting pay is $19 an hour. To put that into context, that's $39,520 a year. I owe $80,000 for the master's degree. That's not even with certifications. That's not with licenses. So my hidden agenda for this organization, I have to work under a licensed supervisor so I could get my required hours, 3,000 hours of supervised work to get my license to be a licensed professional counselor. So for me, that's my hidden agenda to become a licensed professional counselor because I want to impact people in the community. So that's rather it's about. rather it's face to face conversation, rather it's this podcast episode, rather it's these ebooks that's going to be dropping. Stay tuned. <laughs> you know, don't tell nobody. Man. It's different ways 
of impacting people. And I learned that the hard way, but the secret is the content. That is the secret. If you have the content, what I'm not able to have face to face, an ebook can satisfy that need. The podcast could satisfy that need. The videos later on will be dropping for the, for the visual effects and all of that. It checks every box because that's what's getting everybody's attention nowadays. It's all digital, man. Exactly. But it's only, it only was possible because I realized I made more money going to school than not going to school because I had a plan of action going forward. So right, I looked you had at it the, together, man. Right. I'm going to tell you, I, had a, I have a plan to rule the world. <laughs> there you go, All right? bro. And I said, this is how I need to do it. And I remember we overseas. I'm at the bunk street. What you doing, man? I'm typing this up right here doing the schoolwork. And mm-hmm. then Zach was on the other side. Zach, what you doing, man? I'm doing this schoolwork over here, too. Because you was going to school <laughs> online for a little bit. Yeah. And the interesting part was everybody does not have to go to school, just like you said. But it's amazing that you looked at it and realized I don't have to continue along this path because I've realized I have found something else to pursue. Right. So there are some people who say, no, you have to go to college. If you're going for the experience to validate if you really need to go or not, by all means, that's what it's for. That's what it's for. But there are some people who they, they've been in and what they do is they went so much and they're like, look, I might as well keep going. <laughs> and that's where the deck keeps adding up. It's not valid unless I graduate. Congratulations, you graduated. Now, for some people, for a bachelor's, they're sixty to eighty thousand in debt. So six months pass, and it's time to make that payment. Man, I don't have four hundred and fifty dollars. I still have life I have to live. So guess what they do? I'm gonna go back to school to defer the payments. And so that's how they get back in college because while they was in college, they didn't that have cat to pay. And mouse game. And they say, well, I'm going to go for the master's because I make more money. Yeah. And then they graduate with the master's. Congratulations. That $80,000 of debt just turned into $120,000, $130,000 of debt. And then yeah. you're just like, bruh. And they say, it what's next? stacks up and then. I make more money if I get the doctorate. <laughs> go back to school yeah. to get the doctorate. Congratulations. You're making 90000 a year that you went to school for 10 plus years to attain. But now you owe $200,000 in student loan debt. Now you have crippling debt. Exactly. Now you just school broke. You got so much knowledge, you can't afford to pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all because you didn't pay attention to better yourself going forward. So what makes it interesting is that if you break down those advanced degrees, right? Only Mm -hmm. 1% of people who have degrees have a doctorate. 2% of people who have a, a certification that's passed the master's degree. So it's called a postgraduate certification. So it's like a professional, a professional certification that says, hey, I have more knowledge than somebody with a master's degree. Mm-hmm. A master's degree only make up about 8%. Bachelor's degrees make up 18% of people. When you talk about education attainment, that's what I'm describing right here. The percentages of people with these degrees that you have to aspire to get. Right. 8% of people have associate's degrees, 21% of people have college degrees, as in, excuse me, some college. So they have college credits, but not a degree. I fall into that bucket. Mm-hmm. And then you have yeah. high school that is 27.5% that has, they graduated from high school. Now they have some people who, you know, they didn't meet that mark. Some people have some high school or less than high school, which would be like the GD or the high set. You want to know the percentage? I want to know none. <laughs> Oh, none. Those who are none are 1.4% that don't have any education. I I just like, I I don't think I've ever met a person in my life who has no education, like literally none. Mm-hmm. 
It's like one of those loopholes. So is that it's not that they refused to go to school. It's just that they was involved in so much stuff. School wasn't the priority. So for people with the foster right. care moving around, people, who, let's say detention centers, when you look at those metrics and how it falls, right, for right. some people, they've just been in the psych ward or rehabilitation centers. Yeah. Reading, writing, and arithmetic doesn't come to priority if they're in a mental health facility. Right. You know, so so it falls under that. But what's interesting though is that somebody who is an entrepreneur, just to expose people to a different perspective, somebody who's an entrepreneur is somebody who dropped out of college. But the people who work for them will have the bachelor's, the master's, the doctorate. Mm-hmm. And so once I realized that, I was like, are you serious? You know, it's, it's an interesting conversation that goes with understanding what role you play in the life you wish to live. Right. So some people have the school as an option. That's cool and all. But if you find a better opportunity to acquire something that gives you a better return on investment, you're robbing yourself of an opportunity if you don't take advantage of it. So this interview has two parts, family. You just listened to part one. Part two will be released in two weeks. Stay tuned. For those that are still listening, thank you for your time and contribution to JCS. If you have any topics you want covered, wish to be a guest on the show, or just a conversation, you can email me at contact at jcsupport.org or fill out the podcast request form on our website. Best wishes to you and yours, and I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, take care.